Welcome to episode 71 of Insects for Fun, the informational podcast on all things insect and arthropod. This week, we're going to look at the crazy anomaly of live birthing insects, how they do it, and why. So, I think we all know most insects lay eggs, and many of us probably thought that's all there is to it. But there are a few special insects capable of live birth. These would be aphids, tsetse flies, the beetle mimic roach, and more recently discovered a longhorn beetle, earwig, and stonefly species. There are others, but I think you get the point. So, how does this even happen? The exact method varies by the species in question. But in general, baby insects absorb nourishment within the mother's body, and some insects produce milk that's even better than ours. There are four main types of live birthing when it comes to insects. The first is called ovoviviparity, and it means that eggs are held within the female's body until they're ready to hatch. But this seems like a bit of a stretch when it comes to true live birth. The second is adenotrophic viviparity, which means the insects develop within a uterus where they are fed from milk glands. The third is hemocyllus viviparity, and that means that babies are nourished off the insect's free-flowing hemolymph in the main body cavity. Now last, but definitely not least, we have pseudoplacental viviparity. And this one is when baby insects develop in a special dead-end part of the ovaries and are nourished from the cell walls that surround them. As for why live birth exists at all, there are definite advantages, like ensuring the eggs don't get stolen or eaten, but it also provides a safe environment that protects the baby from outside elements. It really is a safer bet than laying eggs, and enables animals to ensure their baby is getting everything it needs while on the move, which is why almost all modern mammals made the switch. But it actually goes beyond that, specifically when talking about aphids, which leads us to the first insect on our list. I think most of us know what an aphid is, but the TLDR for aphids is that they're small true bugs coming in a variety of colors, primarily green, that feed on plant fluids like other true bugs. And they tend to be pests for a lot of people worldwide. One of the reasons for them being pests is due to their ability to multiply so quickly, which is where the live birth comes in. Some aphids are able to birth already pregnant aphids, like Russian nesting dolls. Wait a minute! Yep, you heard that right. And they can do this thanks to the ability to clone themselves through parthenogenesis. In fact, many of the aphids that are born during warmer months turn around and give live birth to more pre-pregnant aphids within a week or two, which is how one single aphid could completely take over a greenhouse or garden space. Even wilder is that aphids can pop out nine pre-pregnant babies in a day. Yikes. The method aphids use is pseudoplacental, which is how aphids can have around five or more baby aphids developing on standby. It's not baby factory time all year though at least not in areas with seasons. Aphids that are native to areas with an actual winter will switch their birthing strategy in the fall. The insects born in the cooler months are not capable of live birth, and they also need a sexual partner. These aphids lay eggs that are winterproof in preparation for the difficult months ahead. Now let's talk about the tsetse fly. 
Unlike aphids, which can be found almost everywhere, tsetse flies are limited to Africa. And honestly, I'm pretty thankful for that because they are very large blood-sucking flies known to transmit sleeping sickness, which is a disease that causes anemia, lethargy, fever, and severe headaches. It is treatable, but you don't want to be carrying this disease for long because it can definitely be fatal. The flies belong to the family Glossinidae and basically just look like large house flies dressed in camo. They also have a large straw-like mouth that just hangs out ready for sucking blood. But enough about their vampiric tendencies. I'm mentioning these because they also give live birth, but in a different way from aphids. These flies use adenotrophic viviparity, which means they carry one baby and feed it with specialized milk glands. The milk produced by these flies contains proteins and fat with the same functions seen in milk produced by humans. And the flies need to feed frequently to generate the amount of milk necessary to house their baby. Also, I should mention that these babies are huge. They weigh more than the mother and are 100% her size, which is an extreme anomaly. Even more crazy is that she can push this baby out in less than a minute. It takes around 10 days for the internal eggs to develop into an L3 larva, and once it's been birthed, the larva buries itself and immediately prepares for pupation. The larvae for tsetse flies spend almost the entirety of their life as a larva within the adult fly, which is bonkers. The female flies spend the majority of their life pregnant as well. They only need to mate once, and then they use that sperm to produce up to nine flies within their life. These aren't the only flies that have this kind of birthing method either. Others include bat flies, louse flies, and sheepkeds. But we'll talk about those in a different episode. We're actually going to move away from flies and talk about another interesting character, the beetle mimic roach. These roaches belong to the family Blaberidae, and the species is Diplotera punctata. They can be found in Australia, Myanmar, China, Fiji, Hawaii, and India. The roaches are pretty unique for two reasons. One, they mimic beetles, which is pretty cool. But the other more important thing here is that these roaches are the only known species to carry their young and give live birth. The method these insects use is similar to the aphids. And as a result, a mother roach can give birth to multiple live young. The other thing about these roaches is that they have been well studied for the milk they provide. This cockroach milk looks and provides the same kind of nutrients offered by mammalian milk. Actually, it's healthier. This milk is rich with proteins, fat, amino acids, and contains up to 3.7 times more energy than milk from a mammal. It's now being considered a superfood, which honestly isn't surprising, as we all probably understand how insanely nutritious insects are after the entomophagy episode. Now, if you're interested in housing these roaches as a pet, it's actually possible to find vendors online. I've seen many listings and commenters from people who raise them as pets, talking about how cute they are. Now, before we finish this episode, I have one more insect to talk about. And this one is the weirdest so far. We're going back to flies, specifically in the order Strepsiptera. These are tiny parasitic insects that spend their lives in between the armored plates on abdomens of other insects, like wasps, bees, cockroaches, silverfish, etc. At least in the case of females. 
Female flies in almost every family have no legs at all and just stay feeding inside the bodies of their hosts. But the reason I'm mentioning this group is because the females are one of a couple known insects to use Haemocillus viviparity. Once a female has been mated, the eggs inside her develop into tiny larvae that move freely through her body and feed directly off of her blood. This doesn't happen for long though, because as soon as the baby larvae have made it to their first official stage as a larva, they're ready to leave. And this is where it gets even weirder. The larvae all escape the mother through an opening in her head. Yep, thankfully this escape route was available from the start, but it's still an incredibly strange adaptation. The larvae have tiny legs at this stage and use them to find new hosts. Now before you go anywhere, I have one favor to ask. Please help the show by leaving a positive review and rating on whatever platform you listen to. One review on Apple alone, for example, can boost the show's credibility and reach by a lot. If you want a review, but the app you use doesn't support a rating system, you can do one even better by sharing it with friends. And if you find yourself wanting more insect content created by me, specifically a side series focused on noteworthy news and crazy discoveries, you can find that over on patreon.com forward slash insects for fun, along with vlogs. Lastly, if you have something you want to learn more about, please email me at insectsfordummies at gmail.com or send me a DM on Instagram. Links to everything are available in the show notes. And as always, thank you for listening.